The time is drawing near. Time is drawing near. August 27th approaches. 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. at the substation in Seattle, Washington. Modular Seattle and Patchwork present Velocity, trade show, seminars, workshops, performances. Richard Devine, Daedalus, Lisa Belladonna, and Bad Snacks are headlining. We've also got Walker Farrell, Todd Barton, and a bunch of other amazing performers. And a live Podular Modcast with Richard Devine, Daedalus, and Lisa Belladonna. Once again, that is August 27th, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. at the substation in Seattle, Washington. Velocity. Visit VelocitySeattle.com for more information. Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. I am your trusty host, Tim Held, and this week I'm chatting with my good buddy, Jono Wells. You know Jono. Even if your the edge of your pinky finger is slightly on the pulse of what's going on in our modular community, dare I say our modular world, then you know who Jono is. He, of course, is the founder of Modular World, the amazing uh, live stream online show, uh, monthly show showcasing people from all over the world, all over the modular world. Um, and yeah, so I, I haven't talked to him since we first met over a, a Zoom call way back in the day. But uh, And when I say, I mean, I've talked to him a bunch of times since, so he just hasn't been on the show. And uh, yeah, I figured it was time to, to get Jono on to talk about, you know, working with Qubit and working, uh, doing the modular world thing and trying to find time to keep up with his own artistic pursuits. And that's something that him and I have a lot in common. Uh, did I say that right? I don't think that was proper English. Him and I have, what we have in common is that we both do something like modular world or modular modcast. And we both work for, uh, synth companies and, uh, we both are artists ourselves. So, uh, yeah, this is definitely like a, uh, a talk and shop, uh, type episode. Um, but you know, I love having people that, uh, I've become friends with back on the show. Cause then it's, uh, it's less of an interview and more of just a chat, which uh, I like doing both, but sometimes I just like to hang out with a bud and have a chat. So that's what we're going to do today. But not quite yet. I want to ask you, uh, do you have an album that's all done and uh, all it needs is a good mastering? And you're thinking to yourself, am I going to just like throw the L1 Ultra Maximizer Limiter plug-in on it and call it a day? You could do that. That's an option. Or you could head over to obsidiansound.net and have Nathan Moody take care of it for you. And why Nathan Moody? Well, let me ask you this. Do you listen to modular music? Well, I bet if you have been listening to modular music for the last, uh, you know, three plus months up to years, um, many of those tracks or albums were mastered by Nathan. So yeah, head over to obsidiansound.net and work with somebody who uh, not only has mastered a lot of modular albums, but who has also made a bunch of modular albums. He's a breeze to work with. He uh, he is very intuitive. He He's good at asking you the right questions to have you give him the information that he needs to do the job correctly. I've had 
uh, let's see, one, two, three, four projects now personally, no, five, five projects personally mastered by Nathan Moody, and there's a reason I go back to him, because he's the best, capiche? ObsidianSound.net, mention that you heard about it here on PodMod and get 10% off your first mastering job. Once again, that's ObsidianSound.net, link in the show description. All right, we are moments away from getting into the conversation with Jono, so his dulcet tones are just around the corner, so so stay tuned for that. Before we get into that, I want to say thank you to everybody who has recently signed up on Patreon. It is uh, the only reason I'm still able to do this show in its current capacity. Without the Patreon, PodMod would uh, likely disappear. So thank you for keeping it afloat, uh, not just to uh, those who have recently signed up, but those who signed up a long time ago, those who have signed up and are no longer with us that sounded like you died i don't mean that definitely not i meant that like i don't expect everybody to be a patreon subscriber the whole time so i wanted to thank people who have come on and gave me a little assist here and there i'd also like to extend a thank you to anybody who's maybe thinking about doing it or will do it in the future not only do you get to uh, say that you support a grassroots independent weekly passion project thing like PodMod, but you also get access to uh, sample packs, field recordings, uh, you know, early announcements on anything that I need to announce, uh, download codes for any of my albums, um, the occasional piece of artwork that I'll put out, um, and then also the the big one. Uh, I've only done it once so far, but I plan on doing it. I would like to do it at least three times a year, but just randomly, because I work for a modular company and because people send me stuff all the time i've got modules coming out of my ears i want to pay that forward so i want to at least like three times a year try to give away some modules on a first come first served basis on the patreon site so uh that's a pretty good reason um i'm open to your suggestions as well if you're like hey i want to sign up but i'd like to see maybe this send me an email i'd love to hear it once again, that is patreon.com forward slash podular modcast if you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here. Okay, I've rambled on long enough. Let's get into our chat with John Wells from Modular World, amongst many other things. And we're live with John from Modular World. Oh boy. John oh. from Modular World. Yeah. Yeah, it's like careful what you wish for, right? It's weird to, uh, yeah. Tim from Podular Modcast. It's like, exactly. well, um, among other things. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's actually something that um, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't really complain about anything, um, right? But it's actually something that I, I was just talking with somebody yesterday about. Um, you do something like this. And I'm kind of wondering if you feel the same way now that you've been doing modular world for a little bit. Um, I'm I'm the podcast guy. Yeah, totally. And I feel like, and it's funny because there's I've I started listening to podcasts, you know, like 10, 11, 12 years ago or something. I don't know. Whenever they started kind of really picking up, when Mark Marin's "What the Fuck" really started kicking off, and um, <laughs> I. Uh, I realized now that if I, I listen to a lot of comedian podcasts and maybe don't even know their comedy or have never watched their stand up or anything. And um, 
and I, I, I'm, I'm doing to them what people are not doing to them, but I'm, I'm doing the thing that I feel like happens with podcasts is people become fans of the, of the thing, not the, the art, like not necessarily the artistic output of that person. Mm -hmm. So like Johnny Pemberton is one of my favorite comedians. Um, and I've been listening to his podcasts for years, but I just saw his stand up for the first time, like last year but I've been listening to his podcast for like 10 years. So it's like, I get right. it. But at the same time, it's just, it's a weird like gap to try to bridge. So yeah. What, what's your experience been as far as that goes? I don't know. Um, God, it's yes. Everything you said. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, when I was in bands, um, I was sort of the, um, I mean, certainly not the manager, um, but I was the guy who was talking to the, the promoters. I was the mm -hmm. one who was kind of in the front. So I'm, I'm okay with being, um, in front of a project, mm -hmm. but you know, I've got a job, I've got a life. I'm not looking to, um, make this into more than what it's just kind of like growing organically. But at the same time, like I know what I don't want and I don't want to, um, become a YouTuber or be a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, no shade on YouTubers. I've got a lot of friends who, or a couple friends who make a decent living on it. Um, but it's, it's not my goal. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I kind I'm like, no, I'm Jono, the musician guy. It's like, no, yeah. you're no modular world guy. So it's, it's sort of like, you know, and you and I both have made these choices too, to put our personalities and to put our me un unfortunately to put my face out there um, <laughs> i have a much more uh face for radio as they say. <laughs> but you know it's like nobody made me do it right so here's this yeah. guy who doesn't <laughs> want to become a youtuber who starts a youtube show um, yeah well i mean but i mean you know there's people who are youtubers and right and i put out like one video a month that's kind of not the way to make a successful youtube channel Right. Yeah. I think, well, yeah. when you, so when you say, even though you have a YouTube show, I still, me personally, um, maybe I'm splitting hairs here, but I don't think of you as a YouTuber. Um, well, thank I you. I think when I hear YouTuber, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I see direct talking to screen, you know, long form, like we're going to do this or like a, a shot of a module module and, and, and we're talking through it and stuff. And like, you know, like you said, like, you know, once a month is not enough. You got to put them out like a couple times a week. And right. I mean, and yeah, like sure. You're, yeah. you're person, you're putting your personality out there just like I am, but I feel like we, we both kind of highlight like the other stuff that's going on on the show, you know, like mm -hmm. I'll talk about mm -hmm. my stuff in the intro or whatever, but like, I mean, it, the numbers don't lie. when I look at the numbers on an episode where I don't have a guest, they don't get listened to as often. So, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. I, I understand like what most people are coming to the show for. And, and, and that's, I think better for someone like me because, you know, I was in bands and stuff and I had delusions of grandeur and I was the, I was the, the, the medium sized fish in a tiny puddle of the town that I grew up in. You know, I was the best guitar player in school, but there were three guitar players in school. Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I kind of like, I feel like I needed a little bit of like smelling, like reality smelling salt 
uh, coming out of those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, Reality so. smelling salt. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> like otherwise um, known as check yourself. Right? Exactly. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like I've been humbled many times throughout my pursuit of whatever it is I'm pursuing by doing this kind of thing. Um, I figured it out the other day, though. The only reason I'm trying to like promote or get any, I, I don't want fame or fortune. I just don't want to work a job that I don't mm. want to do. Mm. So if, if I find something I love doing, if I could find a way to do that, then I can spend 80% of my time doing something I enjoy rather than serving some capitalist infrastructure that the man the man yeah no you've totally like described my life almost identically man for the from the band stuff to describing your thing as like this thing that i kind of have to do but i can't really define i think Mm -hmm. the show for me um modular world um has been definitely that Mm -hmm. i'm not really sure really why i'm doing it other than I kind of always have, I've always been the guy who was, you know, like I mentioned, like with the bands, I was always the guy who was running it. I've run events as part of my job um, for decades. So yeah. I know how to pull off coordinating and social media and doing the video and the promo. So it's all kind of, it's natural that I would do it. Um, yeah. I feel like both of us kind of, all of our our various experiences just through this thing of you know, just being in music in some regard mm-hmm. since our probably teens, just kind yeah. of the, the path kind of naturally formed for us to end up where we're, mm-hmm. where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. you were around before COVID for years <laughs> and modular world was formed out of COVID where it was yeah, like, well, we that's can start a... streaming right now. We can do yeah. this. Is that was that something that you had thought about doing before, or was it kind of a seizing the opportunity of COVID? Oh, that, totally. Uh, that COVID yeah, no, provided. I, yeah, yeah. It's it was it's definitely that um, seizing the opportunity. Odd. Well, yeah, and I I think that previously and we've talked about this maybe, but I know I've talked about it where I thought that I think that there there's such a stigma about live streams that you know, why, you know, why would I want to watch a live stream when I can come and see somebody live? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, obviously, yes. But then at the point of doing nothing, and yeah. that's what kind of, that's what kind of um, occurred to me after COVID started of like, now we're doing this thing, but why weren't we doing it before? Like there was interesting scenes all over our globe, but I was cool just hitting like and not really reaching out and getting to know you. Uh-huh. And that's what changed in COVID was that, you know, my work was in the toilet and I was taking like five Zoom meetings a day uh-huh. where I was just talking to all kinds of people all over the planet, making the connections. Do you want to play on the show? Trying to build what the show was. Uh-huh. And that was definitely COVID. I mean, how could I have taken that time to do that? Right. Yeah. Well, you and know? I think... COVID showed us a lot of, I think there was a lot of uh, 
presuppositions that people had um from what a great word from uh a grown-up word man you better (laughs) knock it off hey i'm 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 in uh crippling debt to the federal government for my ability to use these words and that's all i have left of that so i'm gonna do i'm gonna use them when i can yeah um so what does that word mean i'm just kind of like um well supposing but pre so like uh like these assumptions it's kind of like there was a there were all these assumptions about like 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 the tech industry for one like they were like okay we got to dial it back because people aren't going to be buying stuff but the opposite happened everybody bought everything because we got this extra money and there was no there was no there was nothing else to do so people were buying modules people were buying nintendo switches and you know everything and that so this was kind of like this opposite thing and like you to your point of like well, people aren't like the stigma, like I have the same thoughts about live streams. Um, but I feel like those really saved and in a lot of ways, like enriched and fortified this worldwide community of mm-hmm. modular. And I think you were a huge part of that for sure. And all the synth societies that were like throwing their events, but bringing people on from different cities. And now we Working all know together, each yeah. other. And, and yeah. what was really cool is we didn't have this opportunity to be really social and sure we could like DM with people, but there's something about that, that live chat while the performances were happening and the sidebars totally. on, on, totally. on Twitch and stuff that were just like they, these, these like inside jokes would develop and, know. you know, like it's just, uh, so I think it really, like I said, enriched and fortified the community, but I feel like it just provided such a service um just to keep us a little sane and and mm, i think thanks. going through that i felt like oh this isn't going to be over like people are going to stop doing this like it's not like modular mm-hmm. world's done now that we can do stuff live right. now there's you know? no global communities who i care about anymore you know? right yeah like, exactly how, right <laughs> like how could i possibly so again it's careful what you wish for because totally you do yeah. create a monster that's like you know and there's Patreon and YouTube channel membership. And, you know, mm-hmm. people want this. I can't yeah. just um, turn away from it. So I've just got to figure out the ways that I can still do it and keep myself sane and keep a job, make my own music, mm-hmm. be a dad. Um, mm-hmm. I should have probably said those in the opposite order. <laughs> be a dad number one <laughs> i'll edit it of course I'll, that's what i meant i'll do course. the kids mix so you could hey kids look i was on the show and i mentioned you and first listen, i was bragging about you first because <laughs> i love you so much buddy yeah oh. yeah well i mean no thanks man it's it's been a ton of work and i know that you can relate to you know trying to balance it from feeling like a grind when it's mm-hmm. something you really love yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm doing this for a passion project. There is mm-hmm. monthly support, but it's not the kind of support that would make this my job. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. And totally. I, I have a job I like. So that's kind of, it's a good way to keep myself kind of, um, you know, focused on what I, what I'm doing in life to make a living. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And that's here. okay. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm all right. It's, it's going to be fine. I'm not going to stress about um, followers and subs and people, you know, because I don't I don't have to. I'm not I, trying to yeah. be a YouTuber and make the living off the channel. How long has Modular World been going then? It's been like two over two, two years. years. Yeah. So May was the second anniversary. 
That's right. That's right. Um, we did the big live stream again, just with a little yeah. more sensibility. <laughs> I think. I think after a few years of doing something like this, especially with regularity, you, the the numbers and you know the stats and and all of that kind of definitely loses its like power over you. Like, I still check the downloads just because I think it's more of like a habit. But I used to like have like strong emotions tied to whatever those numbers were big or small and whatever big or small is in my head. Um, and now I just more check them to be like, okay, everything's normal, you know, or whatever. Um, things are right. Yeah. And it's, it's not as emotionally loaded. So I don't, um, I don't have emotional problems with the metrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just haven't, thankfully. I've I've run a few other kind of projects and stuff in the past, and been pretty rehearsed with not taking this stuff personally. And again, you're putting yourself out there in a way that, like, you know, not that I deserve it, but I'm just saying that, like, criticism is kind of like what you should expect, you know, if you're oh, it's in it. Part, so. Yeah, it's the love language yeah. of YouTube. <laughs> oh, I've definitely heard it all too. I mean, I've, I have no, I'm pretty secure with, you know, what, but, um, I forgot what I was saying. Um, emotional, um, being emotional oh, yeah. tied to the numbers. Or- yeah. The, the opposite of what you were saying is that I'm completely fascinated and obsessed with the, with the metrics. Mm-hmm. For well, myself YouTube's as an totally artist, crazy, yeah. Like, oh, it's wonderful. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. Like for myself as an artist, I don't care so much about metrics and who's following me, just because I want to really focus on the music. And I think if if other people hop along and think it's great, then that's awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you're throwing an event, it's totally different. Yeah, because I'm going through this effort. I'm involving a bunch of musicians, making it look professional, like am I doing this for an echo chamber? Like, no, I want people to see it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. in that regard, I love the metrics. Like what can I tune a little tighter and better, you know, to make it more palatable? Is it, you know, this, is it that, you know, what can I adjust? Yeah. I could see, I could see that being more fascinating and, and yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from there. Like if I'm just like putting myself in your position, especially like, you're putting other pe- you're trying to amplify other people and i love that you have like you know i try to follow like a similar model is just like not just the the heavy hitters not just the all stars um but you also you know who wants to play you know and that's kind of like what i love oh, about the spirit of modular and um and you want to amplify these people and you and you're providing a service to artists and to fans so i feel like in that sense the metrics would be more relevant and and more justifiably mm-hmm. uh cared for, cared about or whatever mm-hmm. you know no definitely definitely i i have no um and i mean no shade on people the level of like divine or stuff like that but i'm not you know frankly interested in having um those artists on the show just because mm-hmm. i think that they get a lot of attention and do great work and mm-hmm good for them absolutely um but yeah yeah, i mean the metrics if divine played the show would be surprising or not not surprisingly representative of what would happen if divine played the show totally totally yeah so yeah i'm i'm always curious like who was really interested in the you know belgian 
spotlight versus the whatever show or the this and that it's it's just fascinating plus mm-hmm. it's what i do for work at qubit so it's like i i really have to know the tools and know how to know how to analyze it and yeah you and i are in very very similar it. situations because i'm doing the same thing for after later you know doing their youtube content and social media content now so i know it's now so interesting I, it's rather than it's like with PodMod and and YouTube and social media, I could kind of just like do what I wanted when I wanted as an experiment. So if I felt motivated to try something, I could. And but now with 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 this, it's like okay, well, I'm working for a business now. Like I need to like actually right. like figure this out. So I have been, yeah. and it, and it is pretty fascinating. And it's cool to do it for like a professional reason rather than something that's a little more egoic because I can be a little more detached from it emotionally. Totally, and, uh, totally, yeah. And yeah. The, yeah, so that fascination has definitely been stoked there. So I see what you're saying. It's really, at it. it's really interesting too to, and now like you and I can talk about this because um, we both work for, you know, manufacturers. But isn't it interesting now too, and we have to be careful to not say certain things right now, but <laughs> um, isn't it interesting seeing the public's perception um, of the company which you work for? And I, I feel like it's so different being on the other side and reading mm-hmm. the comments on social or dealing with this or answering that on forums. Mm-hmm. It's it's so interesting to see the other side. Yeah, I've been pretty that lucky. That might be all that we can say about our Yeah, jobs. yeah, I'm trying to be like, I mean, I haven't had anything like crazy happen or anything, but there, Me I mean, if, if I could say one thing about it, and this isn't like, this isn't negative or positive because I've seen it kind of skew uh, either way, but um, there's definitely kind of like this, like in like comments or emails or something, uh, at least on the first time after you, you have a couple rounds and 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 show some some humanity, then it, it gets more human. But if you if you don't feel like you're being addressed as much as another person as like an actual like business entity, you know, mm-hmm. totally. Um, and then, like I said, that's not mm-hmm. always negative. So I think, but I think one of the great things about modular and one of our goals for sure at, at After Later is to 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 try to present that humanity as soon as possible because that just makes people way more comfortable um mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, yeah. and it's like if i'm dealing if i'm dealing with a business and i have like a gripe or even a, a compliment and i'm you know i'm reaching out it's it's nice to like get a personal like oh hey tim thanks for reaching out you know best john you know something like that it's like oh mm-hmm, okay cool mm-hmm, cool yeah so that that aspect's been interesting um mm-hmm. But yeah, like, how do, can, can we talk about? I mean, you just say you can't can't go can't go there or whatever. But that was definitely something no, man, I, I could to talk chat about, about is Qubit. Like, sure. how did you get sure. how did you get hooked up with that? That's pretty sweet. Man, honestly, it's like a total dream job. Because mm-hmm. um, I've, I think you knew, but many, I mean, maybe you know, others don't is that I've, I, I ran my own creative agency, kind mm-hmm. of one man, like creative shop since like 99. Yeah, like so, video production stuff, right? Well, video came in early 2000s because okay. in 99, still editing video on, or 98, 97, 98 was when I was trying to edit video on computers. It was just not fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried that so in high school. Was, at, at the beginning, 
yeah, it was doable, but just like not what I want to do for a living. It was just brutal. So at, at the beginning, it was all just graphic design and Photoshop and Illustrator and, you know, mm-hmm. Quark. But sorry. Um, so I ran my own thing for years and there's been, you know, many good years of ups and downs and pulling my wife's, you know, arms off trying to make, <laughs> you know, make it through. And mm-hmm. now I need to buy this new camera. Now I need this. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so finally just sort of, you know, 20 years or 21 years of, you know, waiting every month to see how it was going to go for the next month, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I had done um, beta testing uh, with Qubit on DataBender. I was part of that team. Oh, cool. And so we had mutual friends and that's how that happened. So I, I, I knew them a little bit. Um, and it was last year, like right about now, like it was August-ish and I'd just called them and hit them up and said, you know, I'd love to do all your digital media, all your mm-hmm. demos and social. And I can, you know, I told them all the things that a creative agency could do with one person, you know, and all the stuff that they would get. And they said, yes. And the rest is history. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, as you well know, now I'm sure that in itself is, is pretty damn close to a full-time job. You know, like just For creating the con- yeah. I mean, just create the creating the the digital content for a synth company. You know, not only just like the demo walkthrough of a new module, but just keeping things going and keeping fresh content with existing oh, yeah. product going. That's you know, no, I'm it finding could definitely is, be a full time job. Yeah, it's it's much more work than. I thought I would have to be like struggle. I, I thought I'd have more of a struggle to scrape for hours to try to justify shooting video, but it's like, Oh no, uh-huh. my shooting schedule oh my God, is no. way out, like way booked out. Yeah, no, I, I could <laughs> definitely work, you know, 60 hours a week, but you mm-hmm. know, it's a, it's a, it's a part-time contract. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. Like there's definitely so much stuff and people write comments on YouTube, like love to see a demo for the, you know, They'll name a module that's like, oh man, I wish we could do them for everything right now, you know? Totally. Yeah. That's that so get like that totally a lot too. in the queue with you. I wish we could do it all. It's, it's just me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And each video takes a lot of work because yeah. it's like, I can do my own stuff on YouTube and maybe somebody corrects you in the comments and it's like, Hey, that's the way it goes. It's a public forum sort of like hey you mentioned that it's actually midi this but it's actually that and you're like cool Mm -hmm. and it's the the you know the interaction but when you're the company making a video about your own module there can be like no yeah it's got to be all sort of about it right yeah you're the you know like you're the authority if somebody corrects you in the comments about your module i would think that's that's not good yeah, right. right, right. Actually, I, I, I've, I've, I've just released, uh, just released one, and there's a few things where I'm like, oh, god damn it! I said, uh, I said AD envelope. It's technically an AR envelope, but hopefully nobody catches me on that. You know, like, that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly um, what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I was telling my wife the other day. I'm like, I feel like I'm creating a like a final project for a graduate class like every week you know i'm making like 35 35 minute videos you know like 
and you know, as somebody who edit videos, if it's 35 minutes long, how long did there's you a take lot of to work shoot? There. <laughs> yeah, there's a right. lot of work there. Yeah. Mine are like so hyper edited. Um, they honestly, have to be. most, well, I, my, you know, my problem is that I have like a serial chronic stutter. Oh, and you don't buddy. hear it here because of, because I know how to pace and speak and throw in the colloquial, you know, four letter words and to make it work. But when I'm like reading script and like making it right, man, editing that script is like, it's, it's, it's a low point in my life. Yeah. Same you know, here. It's like, God, God, like the self-hatred of oh hearing my, my voice stutter through lines. I'm like, God. Just the like amount of myself. ums, the amount of ums. If I made a Ugh. super cut of my ums and my uhs, it would be, it'd be days long. But yeah, Ugh. I just get to a point where like I can't do it anymore. I have to walk away because I'm like, once I like, I'll take a break, go get something to drink, and come back, and then I'll go. All right, try to let's keep going on these uhs, and I'll hear the first one, and it's just like a fucking javelin through my soul i'm right. like i can't do it's it like, i have loser. to come back tomorrow loser. yeah it's just like yeah it's it's and like the timbre of it the tone of it is just literally just nails on a chalkboard it's like, yeah um this is all super oh, relatable so content for the listener um <laughs> all right you said like the almighty c word so content let's talk yeah so let's talk about that let's go okay. back to the youtube conversation mm -hmm. is that I think that one, you know, difference of calling yourself a YouTuber or not. Mm -hmm. And there's people who are hearing this who are going, who are already rolling their eyes. Like, God, I know what this guy is going to rant, you know, rant on again about the C word. But I think that if you're a YouTuber, you are creating content. Oh, for sure. You know, if you're putting you're a content I mean, creator. Yeah, absolutely. Right? <clears throat> I mean, my podcast like my work, is content creation, really. Well, here's the argument. Okay. So like doing it for work, like my work for Qubit, I am a mm -hmm. digital content creator. I am creating mm -hmm. content. I'm not creating art. Right. 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 And that's where I think it's the breakup of like, yeah, I know this is all just semantics, but it's not because I think there's using the C word these days and artists using it. Um, I just think it's something we should question. You know, what's our goal here? Is this think, a content factory? Right. Are we doing this for ads and for subscribes? Mm -hmm. Or is it art where it's right. like, I understand that the semantics of it are that these are files on Google's hard drives right. and they are literally content. I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not, uh, this, this isn't like opened... some like pretentious word game, but no, no, I, you just opened a Pandora's box with me. So, um, I'm sorry, or you're welcome, depending on how, how you and the listener, like what I'm, I love the conversation because I think it's good to make sure that we're being as artists, being authentic to what we want to do and not seeing what we do as content. 100%. So I this is how I feel it, it, you know, yeah. it's a terrible word. And, and I think that like, it's easy for somebody to say, okay, you're splitting hairs, that's semantics, blah, blah, blah. But words can take on new definitions, or let's call them operational definitions, right? So yes, the definition of content is basically like, technically all art could be, you know, content. But sure. these, these days- are files on hard drives. Sure. Right, yeah. These days, currently in the current, you know, 
culture and everything, um, zeitgeist, if you will, if we're going to say content, let's just say zeitgeist, let's do it. Sorry for the interruption, but it is part of the international podcasting code. Um, if the host or someone on the show uh, sends, says the word zeitgeist, you have to do an ad break. So um, let's just take a moment out here to talk about Tiny Crush Mixing. I've been talking about Tiny Crush Mixing for the past probably like six or more weeks because, well, one, Hugo, who is Tiny Crush Mixing, was just on the show, uh, what was it, last week? And um, I've also been working with him on a project for the past few months. And uh, I've released that. Well, I haven't released it, but it's been, I played a, it's like a 10 minute track. Anyways, this is not the point. The point is, if you don't know how to mix an album or if you've never mixed an album, uh, it's a really good idea to find someone to help you with that. Not because you couldn't figure it out, but one thing that I really learned from Hugo working with him was uh, the value of having the freed up time. I've spent more time mixing than I have writing or recording. Um, and when it comes to you know making albums, that can take a really long time, especially if we only have time to do it in the evenings or the weekends. So you don't wanna have those precious, precious hours being eaten up by the mixing time. Focus on writing and recording and have a you know a, a literal master mix your stuff for you, and that, that's where Tiny Crush Mixing comes in. Uh, if you mention that you heard about Tiny Crush Mixing on PodMod, you can get a discount off your first project that you work with Hugo on. Um, yeah, I can. I'm, I just you know go back the last few episodes and listen to my experience with it because you know that's that's probably better than what I can do here in an ad. But I've learned so much about not only my process, how I wanted to retool some of my recording techniques just to make things easier uh, for for the mixer later on down the road, um, you know, and just also getting more confidence. It's just really nice to work with uh, an unbiased third party who can give you real advice and real. Uh, constructive criticism but it's also somebody who's like very very kind and open and just really wants to help you achieve your vision so if that sounds at all interesting to you head over to tinycrushmixing.com uh, link in the show description and uh, you know just get a chat going with uh, Hugo to see you know if you if you feel like you'd be a good fit or something because I'm telling you having somebody else do the work and letting you just do the art oh my god it really makes a difference and it makes it a lot more fun. That's tinycrushmixing.com. Mention that you heard about it here on PodMod and get yourself a discount. Um, just okay. kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, oper <laughs> the, uh, the operational uh, definition currently of content is like this this weekly thing this grind because that's part of being a YouTuber. You have to do that. You it's it's content creation or or you know um, degradation of, of your thing. So if you're making money off of this and that is your job, you have to do it. So that, that but listen, becomes, there's just one other word though. Let me just, let me just, just interject this. Cause I want to mm -hmm. hear you take on this into what you're saying too. Okay. Okay. Is that this is content for consumption for digital consumption, right? Yes. And yes. that word also, I don't know what to do with that. Like I consume food or cars like consume gas, but Okay, so with yeah, what no, you're no, saying, totally, totally. Use, you know, use consumption in there too. Okay, so actually, <laughs> I love this challenge um, because I'll totally I recently. Derail you and then give no, you no, no. This about. is great. This is great. I, I think uh, 
you know, something, a term I've heard recently is your media diet. <laughs> so what, Jesus like, Christ. like, that's more of just like a way of saying, I need like, to diversify my profile. Oh, jeez, <laughs> My media diet. Right. So I think, okay. Straight so ready for consumption of content. <laughs> go, go. This content. So this, this, this new operational definition of content is, is actually a symptom of <laughs> the way that it, it, all of this stuff is consumed. And that is, uh, and I think the blueprint of that was laid by social media. So YouTube is, is, it's a platform for videos and stuff, but it's there's no fucking question that it's also trying to be a social media platform at the same time through comments through chatting through shorts now mm -hmm. um you have your own community where you can post like a like basically just like on a facebook wall so i think that's where these words come from so as and i'm 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 uh, guilty of it all the time, you know. I'll, I'll if I'm sitting if I'm sitting waiting for something, I will go through my YouTube feed to see what content has recently been created for totally. me to consume. Um, right, right. And and I don't know if this is me like patting myself on my on the back and being like, it's okay. It's not your. It's not that your art isn't good. It's just that this isn't the right platform for your art. Because I make these these videos or these absurd short films, um, and to me that's like that's my my favorite thing to do. It's that's what I th I think like some of my best work is on YouTube, but it is definitely the least consumed of all the content that I create, and I feel like it is mm -hmm. that because a lot of people don't go to YouTube for art necessarily in that way because it's it, the, the and it's not the user's fault it's the way that it's designed in that because it's constantly putting out the most recently put out thing you know released thing released content um and because it's designed mm -hmm. like a, a social media platform i think but platforms just, change you know and yeah that's for what sure. keeps them you know think about how instagram started where it was just photos mm -hmm. and we had you know the polaroid square right. yeah yeah vibe and that was instagram mm -hmm. and then you know video and then 15 second video and yeah vine came and then the mm -hmm. vine right all those man who was that one guy he was so funny bo burnham sorry i'm sounding like an old guy anyway um <laughs> but then instagram changes to one minute you know mm -hmm. and this is before i was posting on instagram i've only heard about the old tales of the west mm -hmm. from like you know like patrick o'brien he was doing like 15 second instagram zingers back in the modular you know back yeah. in the old yeah days. yeah and then it, he talks about when it was changed to 60 seconds and he's like holy crap now i can do 60 but those of us who are newer think like 60 seconds anybody can make a 60 second zinger of yeah. your awesome patch but what's happening after that 60 seconds? That sounds right. Like, come on. Well, now with reels, you can post like, I think, I think you can post like as long, maybe there is a limit, but you can post like five minute videos. There's always like the watch more, but, and you could with regular Instagram too, just go to IGTV. Which oh, is right. That's, that's right. That's right. Because of TikTok. Yeah. So as these, and like, yeah, like you said, all these platforms are changing. That's why YouTube is pivoted to this kind of mm -hmm. combination they're trying to do TikTok, facebook and not as much instagram because let's face it instagram is basically just really trying to become TikTok now um 
but yeah, it's I've often wondered like, is that kind of is that dead or is it just on the back burner for now? Like, because I know there's an audience for I can only put this in context, uh, you know, of the of what I make. I know there's an audience for it, and when I when I end up like jabbing someone enough for them to actually check something out, they're like, "Oh, you should like do more of this." I'm like, I do this all the time. But I do this all the no, time, yeah. but people just don't know because it's it's not getting out there. And I promote it, but it's it's maybe it's not. But I'm also like I'm trying not to let myself go down this road too much because it could be you know it's not productive. But there's also it's just like well, at the end of the day, is is it good? <laughs> like is what you're making good? <laughs> it could be like, the maybe algorithm. Likes it because yeah. it's awful. Or maybe yeah. I'm just not that good at it. <laughs> Because like, Man, you know, I try uh, to do the nature stuff, but then I see a Helena Vogel singer video. I'm like, oh, that is top notch there. I'm like, exactly. maybe I oh shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> maybe I'm just a toad looking man. Who's, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe I, I should just really shave my mono brow and just call it. <laughs> just, just go for it. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe I do have the face of a YouTuber. <laughs> to go for it well it's funny too i have so many people i'm sure you get this too just like friends who aren't who aren't in the synth world but like who know that that you are that i am and <laughs> and they're like um oh have you they thought about like DJ, doing yeah. yo dude have you thought about oh, yeah. um you know like making like instructional videos on products and just like trying to become a youtuber like that and i'm like well, yeah, I've thought about it. Yeah, that One, never crossed my mind. Thank you. <laughs> like, I love it. Have you ever thought idea. about, like, getting on a record label and, like, going on tour? Um, yeah, I have. Um, you know what? I have. I totally have. Thank you. <laughs> but it's just, like, I always tell them, like, well, there's people out there with well-established fan bases who are very, very good at it. And that would be, like, me trying to join the Olympics, you know, and being like, Hey, can I come, can I come swim too with you guys? Or can I come through the shot put? And then, you know, Heinbach and, and, and Ben Divkid are just kind of like, you can, but like, we've kind of got the team but, already. But, but why try? <laughs> yeah. Not to say that those guys would ever like say anything. Those they're the sweetest guys. I'm, I'm just trying to I say know, like the existing people, your Mylars, your, your cuckoos they're and like, all that. We like, got it covered, man. They're Come very, on. very good at it. Yeah, yeah. Bo they're Beats. They're so like, good. There's so many that are so fucking good. And it's like, I'm not going to... They're gonna, so good. They're, they're, one, they're years ahead of me. So I'd have yeah. to like, just, just even if I had the right brain and personality for it, I'm still years of experience behind them. Man, that's exactly how I feel. So I can't, it's like, I can't just got to do my own synthesis. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. I can't talk about synthesis unless I'm like, really scripted and really on it and then so do you i can write do these it. scripts for qubit when you're doing it or do you sit down with like andrew or like yeah how does that so work? it's it's a process so um uh i think mike mike carell is probably the the first like you know his words are the first like genius pass at it okay. and he is just such a, a wizard with words and just explaining things from like the engineers kind of speak to mm -hmm. like musicians who just want to make music kind of speak that's such a useful yeah, you know that's great. so like he gets it in the ballpark and then um i push it to like conversational mm -hmm. level mm -hmm. and there's there's usually i think maybe 
maybe a couple weeks, maybe a good solid 10 days of back and forth with the script. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then it's all the musical support. So when I'm talking about this, what does this sound like? So then I'm showing them examples. How do you like mm -hmm. this for this part of the speech or mm -hmm. this part of the script? And they're like, okay. So are you shooting then, like mini segments to be like, here's my proposition for this part of I get them, war? I get whatever? them checked off. Yeah, uh -huh. exactly. So like I get them checked off um, and they say yes. And then I shoot that part. Okay. Um, that's cool. But then, you know, and, and that's just where we're at now because when I joined them, you know, they weren't, they, they weren't active on social or doing their own demos. Yeah. So we're kind of working out a, a workflow, but you, you know, you know, from doing events and doing this at the more post, sorry, the more pre-production you can have that's solid and organized, the better it's going to be once you're rolling. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know? that's something I, I continue to learn because I'm such a like, to quote the great Bill O'Reilly, let's do it live. Just kidding. Bill O'Reilly's not great. He's a toxic waste human. He's a subhuman, I would say. <laughs> the great, the great Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've I've done film and video enough to really actually be really into pre-production. Like I love yeah. it. I love yeah, all the planning and the talking. And I want to know that when it's time to roll, I'm not gonna send you a take talking about the warp knob and right. you're like I hate what you're doing with the warp knob. Right, yeah, it sounds right. like shit. I wish you were. But imagine being on the other side and you work with Lenny. So, you know, mm -hmm. you know, these people have, they're like electrical engineer wizards. They've come yeah. up with something awesome. And now they've got some bumbling, stuttering old dude trying to like tell their story of their prized thing, which they made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I, that I, I relate to that a lot. Luckily, like, so you've um, got to make sure it's right, you know, totally. Otherwise totally. I'm wasting both of our time. I feel really lucky that Lenny and I were like good buds before, like I started really like work. I just kind of like slowly kind of started helping out with this, helping out with that. And now it's to a point where I'm kind of like, he's like, he, he doesn't check. I, I, I have carte blanche. I just do it. If he's like, well, if you think it's good enough, then it's good enough. And that's great. That's a great relationship to have with somebody. Um, and it, it gives me a lot of confidence, but it took me a while to look at that and feel confident about it. I was like, it's a burden. Yeah, too. Well, yeah. It wasn't even, I was, I was just like, you're like maybe the smartest person I know. I feel like I'm a total dipshit. So I feel like maybe you, th you think I'm smarter than I am. So I, I, I need to like show you that, okay, no, no, this is how smart I am. Like you need to understand that I may not be on the level that you think I am. And so we, you know, I didn't say those words, but those are, that's kind of well, how we ironed did, everything out. You, know. yeah. you just did. Yeah. But yeah. I well, mean, first I, off, dude, yeah. you're not, you're not a dipshit. Okay. So just all the times you've Thanks. heard that. That's, in your that's life, what I've been looking for. You probably hear it constantly, but listen, man, they, they are wrong. Okay. Yeah. You're not a dipshit. You're, you're yeah. a good dude. <laughs> no i've i've had to honestly i've had to um go through some of the same growing pains because my level of knowledge of synthesis is you know i think is um i wouldn't say like infantile but i would say is is young and very same. new still yeah but and how so much have you like, learned since starting well there? that's the thing is it's like here's our modules 
and I can't make videos about Bloom if I don't understand like the the ecosystem that could be plugged into it and CVing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And I, I had to learn a lot of their modules really quickly. So that and then, theirs are then out I'm there. Doing a video. Theirs so you, are theirs are out there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, so that's been one thing that I've really, that's this, this is kind of something specifically I wanted to ask about is like, I've learned so much about synthesis. I have like dove into modules that I would have never like wrapped my head around totally. um, as a user because I just would have never like been attracted to it or whatever. So now that I've been forced to kind of go into the areas that I wouldn't, the, the, the parts of the pool I wouldn't yeah. have swam in, um, I've learned so much. Um, yeah, I just wanted to see if that, how that experience has been with you. Like, do you feel like you're better at synthesis now? Oh, definitely. And I mean, I'm, I'm not even one year in. And mm -hmm. when I use some of one year in at Qubit. Right, um, right. It's like nine months. Um, but when I use other modules of mine, which I haven't used in a while, I feel like I'm touching them, thinking about them with a whole new confidence totally. and a whole new perception. Totally. I'm like, oh, I never used them like this. And I'm just instantly using them where I used, I might have looked at them in the past and thought like, how exactly would I use you? Mm -hmm. Like, I think I get right. what you do, but I need someone to tell me like, man, have you thought of patching it through like this into that? Oh, no, I haven't. Thank you. So mm -hmm. that's where I feel like it's changed a little is now you could hand me just about anything and I would have a better chance at getting into it. Totally. Yeah. I feel the same way. I still couldn't like, you know, there's, there's definitely some higher, like higher minded concepts that I probably couldn't really explain to you, but kind of going back to right. like that, like dipshit, <laughs> that, like, you know, big, big brow, like me calling myself a dipshit. I think there is, there is a, like a really, really useful relationship for us, big brow dipshits who can understand what these really, really smart technical wizards are saying, but have an ability to transform it to let's, let's not call it dipshit speak, but you know, mm -hmm. just like just layman right. speak and, and, and explaining right. it in a way. And, and I think that's where like, maybe it's a good thing that you and I aren't technical wizards. Like the world needs us not so technical wizards to be able to explain it. Cause most people aren't technical wizards, you know, like right, right. that's, that's, and maybe this is kind of like, me just you know again making myself feel better about something but um what i'm doing is really important come yeah. on <laughs> come on man i'm all right in this world yeah. no dude you're really like you're saying it perfectly because like i think people do want to hear it explained from a human being and not an engineer but also like even at its most simple I think that what we're talking about and what we do is super technical. Mm -hmm. So for sure, like even when it's not, it still is. And that's where like you and I know that we really, or I'll just say for myself, I really can't wing it um, super well unless I know the module like extremely well. And then yes. I can wing it and talk about it. Yeah. So I that's to... where these need to be scripted because I'm, I'm late to the qubit party. I came in when they were finishing Aurora and they've got like 10, 12 other modules, mm -hmm. you know, right, and I right. had owned bloom and cord and data bender obviously, but never really clicked with bloom. So making yeah. that video, I had to like really make sense of it. And I'm like, Oh, this thing is simple. 
you know that's the thing is you can usually parse them out i just really needed to just like break it down you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but this is the thing and this is where like i challenge um myself but also like everyone i know to like the whole like i sold it because it didn't vibe with me didn't click with me thing Mm -hmm. i get you know i get it not everything is for everybody but i have to be honest also with myself and know like how many times was i too lazy to get into this thing that cost me four five six hundred dollars right like what the fuck anything in your life it doesn't work like that if you spend that kind of money you're going to use that thing that item that like like what's something in your house that cost you 650 bucks right exactly i bet you use it all the time Mm -hmm. so to have this like you know it's it's interesting like we developed this thing and it's like if you spent 900 dollars on the assimilator i i i hope you're not saying i barely scratched the surface of this thing Mm -hmm. then you probably don't need it yeah you know like take the time to read the manual and i i think about my impatience with bloom when I bought it and it was not Bloom's fault because now that I've learned it, I'm like, God, it's so simple. Yeah. It's really easy to use. But at first I was just like, Oh, what's this? And yeah. I don't want to hold shift for anything. I don't want right. to. Yeah. <laughs> and now I've, it's like, yeah, Man, yeah. It up. it's not a big deal. I have, I have so changed my tune on the four letter word nature of menu diving. It's kind of like, yeah, it's, it can be annoying, but a lot of the times if you just take the time to figure it out, A, it's not that hard, and B, it's so worth it. Like there are there are a few modules that I have had and then was like, I didn't vibe with it, so got rid of it. And then now that I have to make demo videos and explain it, they're in my case permanently. You know? I'm just like, oh, okay. No, no, this is awesome. I was wrong. You know, and like the menu diving nature of ornament and crime. I, I've had ornament and crime and then and then it just sat out of my case forever because all I used it for was a very simple quantizer. Now I'm like, oh shit, I know what all of this stuff does. And there's so much amazing stuff on there. Um so maybe our advice, well, not our advice, from what I my takeaway from this and what I'm offering to you, dear listener, is if you find yourself not gelling with something, try to make a demo video about it. And then when you're done see uh <laughs> see if it, if it ends up staying well i don't know i mean i hate manuals just like everyone does yeah and that's why we look for youtube videos first but i think that you know and cubit's definitely been in the crosshairs in the past for their manuals and their the readability of them but man i love the I'm aurora seeing, manual well, that's what I'm saying is that there's a new, and maybe this will happen. Um, I'm, I'm not just beating the cubit drum, but totally. I mean, yeah. this manual is like a, a piece of, of art. I mean, it's yeah. really readable. It's mm-hmm. funny. There's a nice tone to it. So maybe, you know, our TFM in the future <laughs> will be a little better if like companies can start to like make manuals that are really readable and fun. Um, Speaking of which, the Pulsar, which I'm obsessed with, the Pulsar 23, Mm -hmm. um, the manual's like, you know, 30 pages and it's kind of technical. But they just released uh, two days ago in conjunction with this dude who helped them write it. It's called Synth Dog. Uh Um, 
but it's 170 pages and it's like human speak about the soma pulsar yeah and it's like yeah. this is needed this is yeah. needed so i actually printed it and i bound it at staples and it's like phone book situation here. it's just <laughs> so yeah. some things are deep enough that we have to watch videos for them but i don't well, know i think manuals could be so much better what I've seen a few people do, um, specifically Schlappy, Eric Schlappy, shout out. Um, I think what's genius about his stuff, because his stuff's deep. Like you can go deep yeah. on all that stuff. Yeah. But he prints out just one sheet, double-sided, and it's just a quick start guide. You know, a couple patch examples, some very, very brief. It doesn't explain how the oscillator cores work. None of that shit. It's just like, try this for these kind of results. And when you get something, when you have a sheet of paper, that's one sheet and it's 12 point font and it's got graphics on it, everybody can climb that mountain. You know, yeah. if it comes with a book, people might throw the book to the side and then start playing and being like, ah, oh, I can't make it do anything. But when you got the, so I think that's like if any manufacturers listening out there who are trying to crack this, like this code, like, um, just, quick start just guide make a quick sure. start guide. Uh, I think uh, DPW I Dan Walbeck does does that as well. Um, yeah, super useful. And I think you know I've heard people be like, well, you know, I don't want to like have to use more paper than I have to, but I can say Jesus that Christ. the module manu module manufacturing business is not green. One extra piece of sheet of paper is basically like starting your car five seconds earlier than you would have before you drive to work. So I think. And look, it's different <laughs> for everybody's eyes too. Like I was thinking, am, am I really going to print 170 pages for this Pulsar totally. manual totally. on my yeah. laser printer? Like, do I really need that? And so I'm like, you know what? I don't. That's really silly. And I tried a few nights reading the PDF right in front of me on this big bright screen i've been looking at all day now my kids are in bed i've got some pulsar time mm -hmm. and i did not have it to sit there and stare at the screen totally i tried yeah. i'm scrolling on the screen i'm trying to read along it sucked that's why but a lot of like people get into modular right here in know. the first place I've, you know how many Just people turn it off at the end me, of the day yeah i don't want to look at a screen to make music well reading a manual on the screen is part of that you know like i'm i'm yeah. way more into looking at it like i don't want to pull up a pdf on my phone and no yeah. god no not on your yeah. phone yeah but on the big screen it's even brighter and you've got it all enlarged in the white background yeah yeah it's, yeah it's not what i need to be doing here yeah welcome to two two old guys talk talk shop well <laughs> listen the i mean <laughs> i would hope that manufacturers would be listening because we just gave them like a bunch of gold yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. From mm. manufacturing to social media to print and box stuff. Come on. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we provide a goddamn service. We're also Come the on. scenes historians. So we need just kidding. We just start so making suck our it demands. up and you're welcome. Yeah. Um, no, that's something I, I did think about just to like kind of I, I just made a, a throwaway joke there, but it's something I have thought about and it was something that when I see people start to do things like modular world, I get really excited because some like the grandest idea I can have about what I'm doing as far as my contribution, because like I said, a lot of people come to the show to hear their favorite manufacturers or their, their favorite um, artists talk. And that's why I go to podcasts like mine for sure. 
Um, but when I, you know, think about like, okay, what, what is it that I've, I've done that is cool because I've, I've always wanted to do something cool within a scene, um, is like, if modular continues to grow and becomes like, you know, I mean, it will, no matter what, there's going to be people who could be listening to this in 10 years to be like, you know, holy shit. You know, John, John O'Wells was on PodMod twice and holy shit, this is one where he's just sitting there shooting the shit with Tim or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. or, you know, here's Dan Green talking about stuff or, you know, like, and I feel like when I see something like, like uh, Modular World and, and the synth societies, but specifically yours, because you're, you're going all over literally the world and you're, you're, you're getting people from, from, you know not not known performers to you know well-known people in the scene uh you're you're it's it's we are all together creating this historical document for what's happening right now in the scene and i think that's just uh i think that's going to be cool in the future um i agree yeah. man i think this is a moment in time um for our community and i do too i know yeah. that it was it was happening healthy before I showed up. Same here. So I'm not, I'm not saying that it's like, you know, awesome now it's, it's been awesome. But I, even knowing that and talking to people like Patrick O'Brien, dear friend of mine who talks about the past and what it was like when LA Mots first started and all that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, You know, there, there definitely is something hot right now. Mm -hmm. Something is like afoot and I can't, I'm I'm really glad that we'll be part of that because I think about early years of warp and schematic, and internet was was young. There weren't live streams. There weren't things like this. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A it's just in our memories and in our you know, which is there's cool. no there's, good record of it. You know, right? And there's that's the, the flip side of this that I think that you know because I I mean I think about it probably too much, but you know, it's, it's the, the world that I live in, but, um, there was there, you know, part of what I loved about music as I was younger was the inaccessibility to who these people really were. So there was like a mystique and a lore and you could, Oh, did you hear this story? And like, you know, yeah. you read the liner notes to try to get as much as you can. And now it's just like, <laughs> Boards the of Canada, opposite. what are they doing to my yeah. mind? Yeah. Now people can't know figure the name it out. of my cat, you know? Um, right. Right. Yeah. But, I think that's just, you know, things change and that's just like the current world that we live in. And I don't think that's going away anytime soon. So yeah, like mystique and mystery is cool now, but, or or it's cool and everything, but I feel like now it's almost has to be manufactured in a way. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, this could also be myself patting myself on the back and being like, no, you're okay. Um, Because Mm -hmm. I'm just like all out there rather than like maybe, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But um I don't, I actually lost the thread of what I was trying to say there, but you're saying that both of our privacies is totally screwed forever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I was like those, those Looking voice forward in perpetuity. It's done for us. There's so many hours of my voice online to where if somebody wanted to deep fake, like me saying anything, they, they totally could. So yeah, that's, so, that's, that's so fun. people have but, definitely done like remixes of your voice and done stuff with you. Right. No, I don't think so. Oh, really? Not, not that I know of. <laughs> That's There's not been... an open invitation. <laughs> wow, I can't believe that though. A hundred and how many? You know, many episodes. 
So yeah. it's happened a few times on Modular World where people have made videos and they've sampled funny things I'm saying in a show, uh -huh. and then it comes back to me on the show. Oh shit! I know. I don't. I mean, like, oh, unless man, I missed it, I don't think anybody's some there, scary but, stuff. But thank you because I feel like they're going to do that now. Here, maybe I should just well, say see... some really nasty stuff really quick. <laughs> And then they could take it out of context, <laughs> yeah, quote yeah. unquote, out of context. Because right, we right, know, right. <laughs> we know there was a context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna ask if I seen something? No, uh. -uh. Oh, I thought you said, did you? Was I? Or maybe you were just riffing. Uh, did you see that? Yeah. Anyways, um, well, shit, we're approaching an hour, and uh, as uh, you know, of course, we are gonna just ramble on and and not and not uh have a problem filling an hour, but, um, what's the future? What's going on? Like, let's, let's like, give me the, uh, give me kind of the, the, uh, the elevator pitch of, of, uh, what's happening and what are the goals of modular world going forward? Hmm. What are the goals of modular world? That's, that's a great question. We should have Itai here to help me. Um, Recently on Itai's. Oh, yeah. well, um, the spotlight shows have been really powerful and really popular. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to drop the main kind of quote unquote main show, the regular show where there's like five performers from all over and it's more cosmopolitan, but the spotlight shows are great. And I've got like a year's worth of spotlight shows. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a lot of people have said like, Hey, let's do a scene on Switzerland. I'll curate it with you. Hey, let's do a scene on Boston. I'll be the guy. Great. Oh, that's so um, cool. I love that. So those idea. are those are lined up for a year. Uh-huh. And I could do those every month and ignore the the regular show. Uh-huh. So what that means is that those are really lined up for like two years. Right. If right. I hashed them in with patch challenge shows. So to answer the first question, yeah, Modular World has a lot of plans and great stuff and people and curators and people who are helping out it's going to be great um the next show um is august 6 or is it 7 hold on let me check uh it's august 7 and it's a spotlight on mexico oh cool um, very cool and that's being curated by two wizard geniuses down in that scene who are great who i've had a chance to meet up here in san diego super nice guys is um, error grid run out of mexico Nope. Aragrid is Olivier. Um, Egli is Nundale and he's out of SoCal. Yeah. Okay. I thought he's just was... north of Riverside and like uh, Lake okay. Arrowhead. I thought so. There's a suburb there of LA. Some like record label that was like doing modular stuff out of Mexico, but I don't know that these guys, okay. um, these guys run a, um, a module company down there called Bokuma. Oh, cool. Okay. And I'll they have just a, up. They have just a couple modules. Um, they have a simple oscillator, and then they have a filter that's actually really unique. Oh, cool. um, so they're going to do the curation of that show. Because um, for all the spotlight shows, I don't curate like I usually do. Because I don't want to show up to your scene and tell you who I think is good, you know? Right. So you, um, okay. Okay. That makes sense. So no, I like, cool. I work, I work with somebody from that area who does all the legwork. Um, and then I meet the people and I take their videos in and make sure that everything's up to spec. But, uh -huh. um, but the spotlight shows are curated by locals. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it takes cool. a lot of um, weight off, but it's also, I think the right way to do it. 
Totally. Totally. Yeah. Because you know your people, you know. Right. Right. Um, well, it saves you so much work too of having to like sift through. Like you can like find one person that you trust and then have them be like the, the ambassador it's huge. or something. Yeah. That's it's awesome. huge. Yeah. And then we co-host together. So it's not just me. Cause again, do I know enough to speak about your scene right, with authority? Right. No. Right. So it's much more, it just makes sense to have that curator, That's, you know, yeah. co-host. I really like that. I really like that. Um, and then what's, what's, what about you? What's, what's the, what's, what's like as an artist, because I don't oh, want to just thanks. talk about your content creation, but what about and your my content creation? <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I promised myself that I'd release final this year. And so, cool. you know, it's already July, so that's not looking awesome. Um, <laughs> but I really want to put out vinyl like as soon as I can and with air grid. So we'll, we'll work on something that'll be good for the label and will be, you know, something that cool. I want to put out. Cause have sometimes you tracking or anything. No, not officially, but I do have a bunch of sketches um, on the Pulsar, which I've recorded. Okay. Because um, after you turn that thing off, all this stuff is gone. Yeah. That so thing is really. Soma. Oh, you got the enter. Oh, Dude, look at you. This thing is nuts. It's oh. fucking cool. I haven't had enough time to really play with it, but when I do, I'm just like, oh, this is so crazy. But yeah. So Soma's did you get amazing. it direct or used? No, I, I had them. I had like, you have to have them make it when you order it. So oh, yeah, that's I, so great. I got it sent from them remarkably oh. fast. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll see it in a month. It was here in like less than two weeks after I paid You're for kidding it. kidding me. No, it was awesome. I'm glad yeah. you could get it new because it's actually decently priced. I think and so. Yeah. People are selling them used on, on reverb for just like terrible fuck you sort of prices. Yeah, I mean that's why that I always, bought it. That but... always breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah, I, I mostly bought it just so I could turn it and flip it. But um, just kidding. <laughs> I know you're kidding. Check this out. Um, on, I feel like this is like uh, a love special it. thing that I want to show, like my, you know, my my nieces and nephews when they're old. Be like, look totally. at this crazy fucking me? thing. Yeah. No, these are like lifelong things. Um, I do love this discussion though about overpricing in the used market. There's this guy who um, recently posted on Facebook the uh, the rabbit elephants natural gates, mm -hmm. and he had it for like eight fifty, right? And it it lists for four hundred, uh -huh. and it's a it's a beautiful low pass gate. I own it. It's really special. And he does the special orders on his site like twice a year, and you have to like get in on the next batch, and then it's all used market stuff. Uh-huh. And uh oh man, the group was just laying into this dude. And he's like, I bought two. I didn't end up needing one. And everyone just like jumped on that too. Like, uh, yeah. Bull, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit you did that. Like so you, mm, I think I might want two natural gates, like one of the most sought after modules ever. I'm gonna get two of them and then not use one. Not even <laughs> open it. Well, and it's like that's so fucked up. Because like, what if on, there bro. is somebody who wants two but because of shit like that, a lot of people are like limit one per customer or something. And it's because of people like that, you know, it's like, I don't know. That's, I think that's just, I mean, it's a tough world, I guess. You gotta, you gotta make your money somehow. And it's, it's a free market. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people in the comments talking like that, you know, like the whole like yeah, totally. supply and demand sort of argument where like, mm -hmm. 
if somebody will pay it, then it's not overpriced. And I'm like, man, fucking do better with your personality, please. Right. Yeah. You're technically not wrong, but you're also a fucking asshole. You know? Right. Like you're not wrong. I get it. I'm not like nine. Right. (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing. Well, thanks for explaining to me that if somebody will buy it, it's worth it. It's like, no, it's actually not. Isn't it amazing that this grit, this, this insane connection to everyone in the world at, at the click of a button and all information readily at hand in your pocket has, you would think that it would show that the natural world and society that like nothing is binary nothing's black and white everything exists on a spectrum or has some sort of clinal variation but it somehow narrowed us down into black or white you know i've got a friend who thinks like all politicians are corrupt therefore the republican party is just as evil as the democratic party and it's like well not uh, really you could you could you could you got to parse that out a little I bit. I understand where you're going, but there's <laughs> right. some nuances here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I shouldn't get too political here because it's not what you come here for, but, um, but yeah, you know, I it's just, true. I mean, I, I think we do need to have some responsibilities for what we're doing and not just be opportunistic. I just think that we perceive it as opportunistic, but, but, but somebody who's doing that doesn't. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like, it's a, they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, let's see, uh, only because I'm kind of like riffing on this idea of like trying to, to uh, use my, my college education as much as I can. But now that I'm explaining it, it's kind of <laughs> negating anything that I'm going to say. You can't explain the joke, man, or it's not funny. I know. They're, they're, <laughs> we, we, our compasses point true north while theirs aren't calibrated to the magnetic declination of the, no, oh, that, there you go. that just fell right on its face. Yeah. You know, back to your thing about cell phones and stuff. I wish that it grew more humility. Um, yeah, it's funny what anonymity like can comes, do. Well, that, but it comes with such confidence and such cockiness of entitlement. Like this phone needs to work for me and be fast and totally, do everything. Yes. And that's great. Mm-hmm. And you're right. But, you know, and a little bit of humility goes a long ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's people yeah. leaving comments and stuff like that, you know. Well, because there's the the consequences are I won't say there are zero consequences, but there's just none. Or not or it's just not that there's there's none. There's just um they're not tangible, they're not immediate, and they're not in person. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somebody could talk all the shit they wanted to you, but they probably meet you in person and see that you I imagine you're over six feet tall. You don't you don't look like the first person I'd walk up into a bar and start talking shit to. You know, but they may talk shit to you on YouTube because they're in fucking <laughs> Indiana and you're in Southern California, you know? So. Oh, God. I don't I've know. We're solving all the I, world's problems today. We are, man. And I really can't wait to meet you and just see how incredibly tall I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you're going to be, you're going to be, it's so funny when, when Div Kid came out, me and him went around Seattle and, and stuff. We have a couple pictures together and he's pretty tall. Um, Is he really? And, yeah. And there's a picture no, of us where I look so fucking short next to him. And there were a number of people like, whoa, I didn't think Tim was that short. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm average, but Ben's just really oh, tall. God. But yeah, I'm like 5'9". 
but next oh, event, I everybody's like a talking dwarf. in the comments. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It, so was, another... it was all in good fun, but yeah. <laughs> so have you met Dave Soto, Sign Mountain from Colorado? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so he's also told me that he's nervous to meet because because he's so short. And I'm like, I'm taller than him. Fine. So I've, I felt pretty cool about that. Really? So he yeah. is short. He's he's well, well I wouldn't like, say he, he's, he's like, like you've been warned. Yeah, he's like he's probably like if I think me and him are probably in the same category, but I feel like I remember being a little taller than him because that's a memorable experience for me because it's very rare <laughs> that I meet another man that is shorter than I am. <laughs> All right, so I got to tell you that I've got a little bit of a thing, and my wife and daughters love to give me shit about this. But if there's a man who's a little taller than me, I don't love it. Because <laughs> you're used to being it. the tall guy in the room. Then how tall are right. you? I'm not even that tall. I'm you're six I'm two. Six one. Oh, six, six one. one. Okay. All right. So it's yeah. not like I'm uncommonly large, like six five or something. Is like right, wow, that's right. remarkably tall. I'm I'm yeah, yeah. like standard tall. I'm not tall. Uh -huh. tall. Yeah, but if you're like tall. six two or six three, I don't love that, and I'm sort of like maybe trying to like distance myself a little bit in the room. I think you need to explore that. You need I, to take some I, I ayahuasca in a, in a jungle and, and explore why that is. If you're if you're a little bit taller, I'm not going to be in a photo and be standing by you. I'm that. I'm that vain about it. <laughs> I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm this vain about being taller on the rare occasion that if you are shorter than me, then I will make you pose in a photo with me. <laughs> God, look how tall Tim is. I didn't realize. Jeez, I didn't realize it, man. He's looking swole today, too. <laughs> like, David, David, here, here, man. Here, man. <laughs> Well, let's take a photo again. Ah, oh, shit. Well, Jono, I really appreciate your time today. I feel like me and you are just going to keep like, if you're still listening, then uh, no, I'm just kidding. I think this this was a lot of fun. I always get a hey, little I'm self-conscious. See you. Oh yeah, you're going to come up for velocity. I'm going to see you in velocity. Sorry, you're trying to end the show, and I'm 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 making up stuff. Sorry. No, but I, are you going to be up for the weekend? You. Yeah, I'm going to come on Friday. I'm going to stay with Balance Spring. I'm going to leave Sunday. Oh, right. Yeah, you told me about that. Brian's awesome. Um, so we got to get that photo, man. Finally, yeah, me but we and definitely you, got to get that photo. You know what we should do is we should put, you should, I should get it on my knees and put shoes you should on kneel. my kneecaps, like like the like the old uh, dwarf golf Bible movie. Oh my God, that'd be so funny. Like, look how uh, tall You can just like rest your arm on my head. Oh, that, okay. We're definitely taking that photo. <laughs> um okay sorry no well i was gonna say something else but uh yeah i'm really i'm really I, looking I, forward to <laughs> to meeting in person i'm so stoked on velocity um uh, no I, was, I always get a little self-conscious when i talk to somebody who i like know who's like a, a friend because it it's less of an interview and it's more of us just kind of like shooting the shit so i'm always right. like is this fun for other people to listen to but it you know if people like if it's us, not they it just stop yeah exactly it just doesn't matter yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. I should have learned that by now. Well, Jono, thank you so much. Thank you for all Thanks of for the great you. content that you put out there for me to consume. Stop it. Um, stop it. <laughs> I appreciate you consuming your, my your content. digital diet or your no, yeah, my media diet. <laughs> media diet, yeah. I think uh, digital diet's even grosser. Yeah, it is pretty gross. Um, yo, what's on your DD? Um, oh shit. Yeah. The I first think time it got used was yeah. right here. 
I think we're we're inventing new lingo here. We, What's we, on your DD? Well, it's mostly PodMod and uh, Modular World. Mostly my DD. <laughs> Steady diet of uh, you know YT videos, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YT videos. Oh, geez. Um, I lo- I watch a lot of reaction videos on uh, Twitch. Um, just kidding. All right. Seriously though, thank you, Jono. I appreciate your time. I appreciate yours, man. You're a good man. All right, that's our show. Thank you so much, Jono, for coming back on. I'm pretty stoked to uh, finally meet in person and take uh, this this picture that we've we've definitely like. We can't not do that now. Um, anyways, yeah. Link in the show description for all of Jono's good stuff. Uh, thank you to Afterlater Audio for your continued support of Podular Modcast. Please check out the Afterlater Audio YouTube page because I've been hard at work on pretty fun videos over there. Um, what else? We've got Obsidian Sound. Actually, let me start with Tiny Crush because there's a pipeline. I don't know if you're... I, I, there's a trend that's starting here. Get mixed by Hugo. Get mastered by Nathan Moody. And... Uh, if you do that, you can save 10% on both services. Um, and you know you would have like a really banging mix and mastering job. So that's obsidiansound.net and tinycrushmixing.com. Of course, always thank you to Patchworks, the longest running sponsor of Podular Modcast. Don't forget about Patchworks and Modular Seattle present Velocity. Tickets at velocityseattle.com. I think that's... Uh, did I did I cover everything? Did I thank everybody? Did I thank you? Thank you for listening. If you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here at Podular Modcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. This week's word is menagerie. And that's like a, a, a foreshadowing kind of a clue or not even a clue it's a foreshadow for the next episode and you have you like there are literally two people in the world that would know what that means but you'll know what it means by the next week's episode sorry i'm in a mood today i don't know if you can tell thank you for listening to popular modcast until next week